welcome to another edition of the First and Orange Broncos podcast. I'm Kyle Fredersen, joined by Ryan O'Halloran. We are sitting in the Denver Post offices here on a Wednesday with big news, Ryan. Uh, the Broncos, they found their guy, maybe sooner than we expected. Kind of, kind of took us by surprise, didn't it? Yeah, big fan shows their guy. And I, I, I forgot to remind you that in situations like this, you have to say, an emergency. <laughs> emergency. emergency podcast. But <laughs> That's right. um, I thought um, after talking to people on Tuesday, right, right now we're taping this uh, a little after 11 a.m. on Wednesday. That's right that I thought there, uh, a hire was imminent uh, at some point later today, but they got it done early this morning, and Vic Fangio is the guy. They interviewed five people. Um, he gets the nod over Mike Munchak, who was the other finalist. So um, you know, when this process started, I thought John Elway was going to go the route of somebody with head coaching experience uh, because things did not work well with Vance Joseph in that regard. But... Vic doesn't have the head coaching experience, but he has just about everything else in this league. And um, I'm sure their interview went well on Monday. And, uh, you know, these jobs starting to fill up. Not so much other teams pursuing Fangio, but the Broncos need to put a staff together. So they made their move with Vic on a, on a four-year deal that the team hasn't announced the hiring yet because they wait till Penn has put the paper. But, um, you know, this is, this is going to happen uh, later today. And so just kind of the bare bones for you guys looking at why Fangio was sought after as a head coaching candidate this offseason. Uh, the Bears had one of the top defenses in the league, if not the best, leading the league in takeaways with 36, uh, three and out percentage, 26.8. Uh, they led the league with 17.7 points scored against them per game. Uh, but Ryan, here we are sort of in this era of offensive-minded football, young coaches. Uh, Matt LaFleur uh, and Cliff Kingsbury each got head jobs. Both of those guys are 39. Vic Fangio, he's 60. W- what's the concern there? The, you were, the Broncos are sort of bucking this narrative. Of course, they can make some other coaching changes to sort of offset where Fangio might lack. But, but what do you make of them going, uh, like you said, for this more experienced guy when we've seen just this wave of young offensive talent really take over a a lot of these jobs yeah and you know two weeks ago I thought that cupboard had been picked clean well the floor emerges I thought he was a year away the Packers disagreed um, I thought Kingsbury once he signed with USC as the OC there was probably gonna be out of the mix as a coordinator in the NFL Arizona made that bold hire what this hire means for the Broncos on the offensive side means that offensive coordinator job is going to be really important I wouldn't rule out Zach Taylor interviewed with the Broncos last week in LA. I thought all along that was for a coordinator post. Maybe he was recommended by Vic Fangio. Um, The Bears and the Rams played each other this year. So this is an attractive offensive coordinator job now because Vic is a defensive guy. You are going to be given a lot of freedom to install your scheme, um, you know, play the guys you think are best and call the plays. So you know, I think Gary Kubiak will have a role on this staff, segueing to him real quick. But um, as of now, you don't hear a lot of chatter uh, that he's going to be the uh, actual coordinator. We expect Vangio to be at Dove Valley tomorrow for an introductory press conference. Ryan, as you mentioned earlier, uh, this hasn't been officially uh, set by the Broncos, formally announced by the team. Um, but Ryan, when you look at what Fangio has done throughout his career, a guy you know you mentioned has not had had NFL head coaching experience, but a coordinator at five different stops. Is there anything he's done specifically over the years that should give Broncos fans a lot of confidence beyond this recent string of success in Chicago? Well, you know, he I think he's been in the top 10 in points allowed uh, a couple of times there. But 
maybe this is a reach, but he was a coordinator for two expansion teams. By no means am I 100% relating to that to the Broncos, but they are going to be in a de facto rebuilding situation. Uh, they won't uh, use that word. They'll say a build, but this is a team that's probably going to play a lot of young guys next year. And, you know, Fangio's had experience with that. And most of all, you know, his age, so what? But his experience is, is Dom Capers told me over the phone today, Vic's accustomed to this league transitioning. He knows how to deal with the ebbs and flows of a season. That's what this team was unable to uh, deal with these past two years. Eight-game losing streak last year, two four-game losing streaks this season. So I think Elway looked at that saying, hey, I need a guy who can be a steadying influence and also not be afraid to communicate with the management or the players and say, hey, I'm not here to be your buddy. I'm here to get you guys ready to go for week one. And you've got to imagine that the Broncos defensive players, especially loving this hire, talking with Chris Harris Jr., he wanted someone to lead this team with head coaching experience, no learning curve, let's get this going. Like you mentioned, doesn't necessarily have it that specifically, but all that experience as a D coordinator has to go a long way. Ryan, but let's kind of segue this to the future a little bit. Another illuminating comment from Locker Cleanout Day, I thought, uh, was from linebacker Brandon Marshall, who said, whatever coach comes in here next, they're going to have a short leash. Um, that's probably true of, of most every NFL team, but when you look at sort of the complexion of this roster, how much fear is there that this could be a Broncos team that loses again next year, doesn't have a winning record, maybe they struggle the year after that, and here we are two years later once again looking for another brand new coach. What, what do you sort of make of, of what the time frame is going to be for Fangio and, and what they expect of him? Well, you know, it could be two years. You know, because they could be terrible for two years right. and they'll go back to the drawing board instead of trying to chase their tail. The other part of what Brandon Marshall said, it was when I asked him last week, you know, how big of a challenge is this job? He said, it's a big challenge, you know, because of the expectations, unrealistic or, you know, over the top. But um, I think that's why they went the older route. You know, two finalists for ages 58 and 60. And, uh, you know, they'll trust them to hire a, a staff, maybe keep some assistance. Um, you know, short leash. I mean, that goes for players. A lot of these players aren't yeah. going to be here now. Uh, but, you know, if I'm a defensive player on the Broncos, I look at Vic's track record, talk to some of his guys and say, hey, this is going to be good for good for that side. The key part is, can you get a coordinator on offense that can turn this around in terms of points, explosive plays, et cetera? Now, all the coverage we'll have uh, today and in the coming days, you guys can find at denverpost.com. Ryan already has his instant news story to the news that Vic Fangio has been hired as the Broncos' next coach. A lot of good perspective from current play, uh, Bears players, uh, former coaches who've worked alongside Fangio. Uh, we'll have tons more content coming for you guys in the coming days, including more podcasts. But one more thing before we wrap up here, Ryan, just sort of a broad overview of the options the Broncos had at their disposal, the decision to go with Fangio. Can you put a grade on this thing? I, I mean, you, you put grades on, on, on pretty much everything after every game. Uh, you're, you're constantly evaluating how this team is doing. What do you make of this choice? Put, 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 put a, if you were a Mr. O'Halloran uh, in the fifth grade classroom, what, uh, what, what, what grade do you slapping on that paper? Well, I know what Mr. Sutcliffe in the fifth grade at Westside <laughs> Elementary was giving me is a lot of flying Fargos. <laughs> no, I actually like Mr. Sutcliffe because he, he would bring in USA Today. Flying Fargos, that's great. Yeah, big F. But um, I give this a B. Um, this was, as I wrote in Monday's paper, this was not going to be a glitzy search because the Broncos were trending another way compared to what the other teams ended up doing. So, you know, they 
they hired probably who uh, the guy who was probably the best defensive coordinator in pro football this year. I think that meant this job was attractive to Vic Fangio, so I give him uh, I give him a solid B. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's fair. It seems uh, much less risky than what a lot of these other teams have done. Like I mentioned, going after the young guns, especially that Kingsbury uh, decision uh, by the Cardinals to make him their head coach after having uh, several losing teams at Texas Tech despite some incredible quarterback talent. Uh, but we'll have to see how it plays out. And as I mentioned before, uh, lots more analysis coming from me and Ryan in the next few days. So be sure to stick with us. On that note, we'll sign off for this edition of the First and Orange podcast. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening along. Check out all of our content at denverpost.com. Go ahead and subscribe. Uh, get all of our digital content and get that paper thrown right on your doorstep. Uh, we would really appreciate it. And we will see you guys next time.